Welcome to the Exercises for Everyone podcast, where we talk about all things related to exercise, regardless of having limitations or not. Our guests provide information, insight, and inspiration to get you moving and keep you going. My name is Wendy Kleinke, and I am your host. So let's get started. I'm so excited to have David Pacheco here with us. David has a very interesting story about how he got started in fitness as a young man and it had transformed his life. So much to the point where he made a career out of helping others seeking similar transformation. So David, I would love for you to tell us how you got started in fitness. How I got started in fitness? Well, this goes all the way back to 1999. And I was 269 pounds at the time. And then I was hanging out with some friends in my basement. I ran up to grab us some more sodas and drinks. And then I got really dizzy and lightheaded. Uh, I almost passed out. And so when I went to the doctor, he said that those were signs of hypoglycemia. Uh, luckily for me, I had a doctor who gave me an option and said, you know, you can change it with lifestyle or we can start putting you on uh, an insulin insulin pump. And then when he explained to me what that insulin pump was, I really got scared because you have to change it in different parts of your body in order for it not to get infected. Mm-hmm. And that was enough for me to make the change. I joined, I don't know if you remember, Bally's Total Fitness in Novi. Back then was the hot club. So I joined there. I hired a trainer. I trained with him for a year and a half. And I was able to get down to 195 with him. And then later on, I was able to get down to 178 uh, afterwards. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So how did that transform your life? I mean, in all honesty, it transformed it so much that I made a career out of it later. <laughs> so before before I started working out, you know, I remember uh, working at a restaurant. I'd always have severe back pain. There were uh, a couple of occasions where I had to call the restaurant and have one of the dishwashers come to my car and help me get out of my car because my lower back would just lock up and I could not move a single leg. Um, and then, so then my boss, the owner of the restaurant, bought me a back support, kind of like a girdle looks like <laughs> you put over your shoulder, you strap into it, and then you're good to go. And I would wear that in order to avoid my back, uh, locking up when I was at work. And how old were you? I was 19, 18, 18 years 18. old. Wow. Yep. Just a kid. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's really incredible. I mean, it really does go to show that, you know, your health and your weight can impact you at any age, can you say? Oh, certainly, certainly. Um, And so then, you know, uh, I had a couple of advantages back then. Obviously, you know, my younger metabolic processes were a lot faster. Uh, I had the testosterone peak, which, as you know, is very, very important in men uh, to take advantage of that. Anybody under the age of 45 can still take advantage of that. Um, and so I had a lot of things that were to my favor, luckily. Uh, and now that I'm a, a, an industry professional, I, um, I always tell all of my clients and prospects, you know, it's not about 
the way you are looking at it now. It's about what it's going for, to do for you in the future and how it's going to change not just your way of living, but also your performance in every single aspect of your life, right? Uh, your business life, your social life, and your professional uh, life as well. It's all going to change along with you making that psychological and physical metamorphosis. Would you say that has like a linear relationship? Does one kind of come before the other? How do you think that that... I think that, you know, in my experience after training thousands of people, I think that the very first thing that comes to mind when somebody's trying to make a lifestyle change is it's too much, right? Because we busy ourselves with so much from work, the daily routine, family life, if you have children taking care of the kids. So we're so conditioned to put everything and everyone else before we put ourselves. So when we add a task that's actually going to benefit us, we don't see it uh, with importance. We see it as, okay, well, I'll get to that later. So I want to say it's the psychological. The psychological has to be in place first. And I think that's where a fitness professional can come in very, very handy because then you have somebody to be accountable to. You have somebody that will guide you every step of the way. And not only that, you know, I have built great, many, many great relationships throughout my career, meeting just wonderful people all along the way. Sure. Absolutely. You included. <laughs> oh, well, thank you very much. So, I, you know, I wanted to ask you, you were a young man when you first hired a trainer. And right. would you... I mean, I'd love for you to tell me a little bit about that because a lot of times, you know, younger people don't necessarily see the value in paying for a trainer because they don't have a lot of money. So how did you kind of get around that? And why was it so important to you to spend the money on hiring a trainer? Right. So, so for me specifically, it was the fear of that insulin pump, right? That fear, I think, drove me past the monetary expense, uh, drove me past the, oh my God, I'm only 19 years old, 18 years old. I can do it on my own because I really couldn't. I didn't know what I was doing. I have never stepped foot in a gym. Uh, in my high school and middle school years, I was never in any sports. I tried out for soccer. I think I only played like for a couple of months and then I did, I gave up on it. Um, and, and so for me, the, the fear of that uh, outcome to be having to change that pump all over my body <laughs> it was more than any anything that could say well no don't hire a trainer you're you can do it on your own and i did now that i think back i did have some friends that said oh no no it's not that hard you know you just lift some weights and you do some treadmill and then you should be fine but in my head i was like okay how do i lift those weights how long do i go in that treadmill how fast should i go on that treadmill which i had no clue so all of that combined it's what you know i mean and again you know i was working a lot and still going to school uh living with uh, in the basement uh with my uh with my folks so so I, I guess I was lucky in that way where I didn't have uh, uh, to pay for an apartment or, or have several expenses. So I, so I did have the money for it. Um, I know not everybody's in that situation, but what needs to be uh, sometimes better looked at is you're going to spend money no matter what, right? If you, have a, if you live in the United States, you are going to spend money no matter what. It's going to come and it's going to go. Unfortunately, sometimes it goes more than it comes. But this is something that's for your health and your well-being, 
which I don't think you can really put a price on that when it comes to treating yourself the way you should treat yourself before you treat your husband the right way, your wife the right, the right way, your children the right way. Um, you know, I think you should come first sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes it's, it's important to look at that. Otherwise, years and years are going to go by. Time will go by. That's inevitable. And before you know it, you're going to be like some of my prospects and our clients that come to me and say, you know what, David, I have been thinking about this for 15 years and I just finally made the decision. Uh, it's never too late, of course. So I never, I, I've never been a negative person. So I don't like, I don't like to focus on the, oh my God, why did you wait 15 years? I'd rather just say, you know what? I am just so happy that you made the decision and let's get to work. Right. Absolutely. You know, I find that a lot, not necessarily clients who need, who have to lose weight, but people who are not experienced in the gym, like you said, you didn't know what to do. You didn't know how to, how to do it. Right. I find that, you know, when people don't have that experience, working with a trainer is really helpful because it gets over that initial gym shyness, you know, where they feel like exactly. everyone's looking at them and that, you know, they, they don't know how to do it. They don't know if they're doing it right. So they'd rather just get on the treadmill because they know how to walk. Right. right? Right. Rather than, you know, utilizing some of the other pieces of equipment. Definitely, definitely. Because, you know, when I was doing the tour, I remember like yesterday, um, all these other people in there in great shape, you know, these big muscle guys, these really in shape, skinny girls, uh, all working out and lifting all this weight and the noise of the metal clinging, you know, it, it can be very, very intimidating to some of us. I was very, very hesitant uh, to get the membership the first time. I actually went back. A week and a half later or two weeks later, I think it was when I actually made the decision to actually get the membership um, just because of that. Just because at the very beginning, when I first stepped foot in that place, it was just a little too intimidating for me. I, I just didn't know that I could do it. I didn't believe that I could do it. Um, you know, me being this bigger guy, you know, with a big old gut <laughs> um, and everybody else in great shape. And, and, and then, you know, you, it just gets to your mind that maybe maybe this isn't for me right mm -hmm. um but i'm glad that i overcame that and that you know that insulin pump really scared the living daylights out of me so <laughs> i'm just happy and lucky that uh, that it went that way do do you find that your experience helps you to better connect with your clients almost certainly almost certainly and then again you know with uh unfortunately as you know with my health history of my uh, cardiac issues my parents both diseased at a very young age from uh, heart disease and diabetes and that um you know i can relate to i'd say 90 percent of the people that walk through my doors i can uh, sit down with them and whether they are the parents of someone or the sons or daughters of anybody uh, or anybody i can tell them you know what it's not about them it's about you. It's about what you want and the reason why you walk through the doors. Because just walking through the doors is stressful enough for some people, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so I emphasize very clearly that we are here to do what they feel comfortable doing. And then little by little, by little we will continue to make progress upon that and continue to build what we are learning and continue to make the necessary, uh, the necessary positive reinforcement that they need. So who, what type of person do you typically work with? I mean, do you work with all walks of life? Is there a certain 
demographic uh, or a certain preference. My preference is uh, the, the the female demographic, age twenty five to fifty five. And the reason why I choose twenty five to fifty five is because when we're twenty five, we feel we can rule the world and we take on so many tasks and we mm -hmm. forget about ourselves. So mm -hmm. I come in and I remind them that. Don't forget about you, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, anything above 30 and 40 is because, you know, you, you've made your life, you got married, you got kids. Do you find, do, what do you help those people do? Do they have similar goals or are they all, just all over the place? Oh, no, no. So as you know, being up in the fitness industry yourself, you know, everybody comes with different goals. But the number one goal right now is weight loss. Everything is weight loss. Uh, the reason being, obviously, aesthetics. They want to look good. They want to fit in the bikini. They want to, you know, wear the sleeveless T-shirts and blouses, whatnot. Um, but that's basically, I believe that's just part of it. I believe it's very important to also remember that as we get older, our joints have normal wear and tear. Uh, ligaments and tendons start to get weaker. Uh, and the most important muscle of them all, right, the heart, that also starts to, to get some wear and tear. And it's very, very crucial to, to work every single one of those uh, body parts and, and, and such. Yeah. Well, and the heart is an interesting thing too, because it's both, has both types of muscle in it. Right. So it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting organ because you really do have to work it like a muscle. And at the same time, it's an organ and you have to be nice to it. <laughs> right. Right. So, right. Yeah. It's, it's definitely, um, definitely interesting. Now, what types of workouts do you, typically prescribe when you're working um with so it all depends on the person right depending on how many times a week they can meet me uh if, if for example somebody says you know what i want to do three times a week uh to start with as you know that's plenty as long as they do a little bit of cardio in between routines so i prescribe an entire body routine which consists of a combination of uh body weighted exercises some uh free weight lifting and cardio conditioning uh, as that person conditions, then we add some more stuff into it as we go. If somebody comes to me and says, hey, you know what, I can only see you once a week, I will do more of the functional style of training at the beginning just because we have to wake up those tendons, ligaments, those little muscles that some people don't pay attention to. And then later on, you know, with the routine that I prescribe for them to do on their own, I do incorporate the weightlifting, the cardio component, and more of the other things that we should also train. If I were to come to you and I, I said, David, I need to lose 25 pounds. Mm -hmm. I need you to tell me what to do. What would you what would you prescribe? I mean, how often would you expect me to to be showing up at the gym and what what types of exercises like ideally? So like I'm your ideal client and I'm walking in the door and I'm saying, just tell me what to do. OK, so, well, the important thing is in what time frame are you looking to lose those 25 pounds? I want to lose right. it yesterday. Uh, yeah, no, that's impossible, as you know. <laughs> but, you know, to do it safely and to do it in the most efficient way, I would just say, you know what, let's meet three times a week for at least six weeks to see how your body responds to all of the routines. The routines would consist of calisthenics, functional training, uh, core conditioning, and different ways of getting the body to burn the most calories in one session, but at the same time, conditioning the muscle to continue to burn calories after the workout. And then in six weeks, assess and see how things are going, and then continue to progress from there. Whatever it is that your body responded to, whether it was more of the 
cardio for weight loss or muscle building for, for toning, then we will continue to build upon that with the emphasis on that area after the six weeks. Now, by the way, you cannot lose 25 pounds yesterday. Okay, so you, you say three times a week. Now, what about somebody who might have some hurdles or some obstacles or are really hesitant to start exercising because of the joint pain? I find that sometimes people confuse joint pain. Is it the chicken or the egg, right? So do my knees hurt because I'm overweight or can I not do it because my knees hurt? Does right. that make sense? That so makes sense. When you come into, you know, I, I typically run into problems that are, are like that, like either, you know, knee pain, shoulder pain, um, issues with that where people are afraid that they're going to hurt themselves more. That the, that the, that the exercise is going to actually hurt. Right. Them. Right. So, so is the question, how do I help that person overcome that mindset? Yes. Okay. So, so, so the best way I believe to do that is to have them test if it's really joint pain or not, right? And we can do this by very simply sit, sitting them down on sitting them down a bench, grabbing a flex band, and then putting that flex band over the foot, and then having them extend their leg out and bring it back in a few times. And then without that, uh, with with some of that extension, that resistance on the band, be able to assess and see, okay, is it really hurting or where is the pain, right? So is it in the front of the patella, to the side, uh, in the back of the knee, where is the pain? And then from there is do what we call the assisted squats. So if you grab a regular bench, a decline bench, or the one that adjusts anyway, you can Mm -hmm. set the back of the bench up a little bit higher and then just have this person kind of lean on that and then stand up from there right and then if they do okay with that then we bring the bench a little bit lower we have the person sit on that and then stand up again and then we continue to go down until they say i cannot do it or oh this hurts too much and then we have a much better idea of what's happening then we know okay it's weight bearing related or you know what it's it's not weight bearing related we can work around it with some, you know, therapeutic exercises. Uh, maybe even perhaps consider taking a physical therapist, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Which we network with a lot, and then uh, and then move on from there. And then just but focus on the positive, right? Say, you know, you have some pain now. Let's assess and see what and where that pain is coming from and what's causing it, so that we can attack the root of it rather than just saying, okay, well work through it and do this and do that because that's not going to help anybody. They're going to get hurt. They're going to, they're not going to like it and they're not going to come back. Right. right. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm so, so in that same line of thinking. Now, what would you say to someone who was maybe be hesitating coming to the gym because they have joint pain and they know they need to lose the weight? How would, what, what, what would you say to them about that? If they're trying to change their mind up, if you're trying to help them overcome something like that, more than anything, I would probably consider what they've been trying to do up to this point, right? Have they tried something else? Have they tried uh, a diet? Have they tried maybe doing something at home that's safer for them? And then meeting them in that mindset whether they are really really scared of stepping into a gym or whether they are like no it's not for me and then just really saying you know what i really like to see where your pain is i really like to find out what 
is happening within your body that's giving you this fear that could very well be just something that's in your head. We don't know, right? So, so it could very well be just something that's in their head. And then uh, once we get them in the door, stay true to that. Do not try to go and, 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 and have them do exercises that you know very well may be too intense for them, the exercises that, that you are not comfortable because you don't even know what the cause of the, the problem is yet, right? So rather sit down with them. And even if you just talk to them for a half hour, just to get to know them and get them comfortable, get their mind in the right place of saying, okay, you know what? This person really cares. This person really wants to help me. Uh, let's see what Let's see what's going on here and then from there move on to what i mentioned before you know the testing the assessing it sounds to me like what you're what you're describing is that even though someone might have a lot of fear not only can you provide proper testing to make sure that you're not going to hurt them but you also can modify exercises for their level so, so whether they're like a beginner intermediate advanced you can modify the exercises to make them easier until they get to a level where they can do something a little bit more challenging is that, mm -hmm. is that right I, yeah that's exactly right that you, you need to you need to meet them where they're at you need to assess the pain point you need to assess what is going on with their with their knees with their hips with the shoulder whatever the case may be and once you assess that safely of course then you can continue to to move on to saying okay here's what here's what we know and then just give them you know what what the assessment results said if it's just range of motion we can work on that right we can fix range of motion if it's uh because they pulled something from a previous injury car accident fall whatever have you then you know that you are going to have to step out and say maybe we need to see a physical therapist uh maybe we need a massage therapist a chiropractor whatever the case may be and then from there continue to say in addition to working with a physical therapist chiropractor or a massage therapist we are going to start a program that it doesn't really focus on the injury but works around it rather regardless of somebody who walks through your door whatever if they, they come in using a cane if they come in and they're very young thin heavy whatever do you do you think that there would be a way to help them of course absolutely yeah, yeah. fitness is for everybody fitness it's not a one-size-fits-all as you know and but fitness is for everybody if you meet them where they are at if you give them the positive side it is very very simple to grab that person and get them as a client you can really take them uh, into the next level as long as as long as it is in their best interest what you are trying to do for them right it's not for your pocket it's for their best interest for their benefit for their well-being and you, the the monetary will be secondary right the money will come but you really need we really as fitness professionals we truly really need to help these people that's the bottom line Absolutely. Now, what would you say to someone who is looking for, like, if you're looking for a fitness professional to help you, yeah. what are some, because there's a lot of people out there and the qualifications in the fitness industry are kind of all over the place, right? So you can get certified in many different ways and not, not all certifications cover everything. So like you can be certified to 
teach yoga, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you can be a personal trainer. Yeah. But so how, how would somebody know what, what to look for in a trainer? Okay, so very crucial to yeah, pay attention to the certifications, but more importantly, pay attention to the previous clients they have had because nothing's going to speak better than the level of service. Uh, nothing's going to speak better of their level of service than their previous clientele. Uh, if they have a testimonial book, great. If you see them training somebody while you're waiting for your consult, approach that one client and ask, hey, how is he? You know, how is she? Uh, you know, do you like the training? How long have you been training with her? And it's okay to ask these questions, right? Because our business really, de really depends on the value and the service that we provide. Yeah. Now, how about like when they're in a consultation, like when they're talking with the trainer about possibly working together, you, you mentioned earlier about um, testing. So right. that should definitely be a part of oh. getting to know somebody. Of course, certainly. So, so, so in Anytime Fitness, which is the franchises that I run, uh, you know, my, my questionnaire consultation is three pages. My first page is what we call a client profile when we get where we get to know the person, uh, you know, the, the, their business life, their stress points. And then the second page is a health questionnaire where we get to know uh, cardiac disease, diabetes, high blood pressure, all of those things. And then the last page is what we call a client assessment. And that has a, an array of different things that we do together to assess the physical uh, level of that person at that point in time. So they shouldn't just be coming in the door and saying, I want to lose weight. And yes, I can help you do that. So we're, let's sign you up right now. No, 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 no. It's, it's very tempting to do that. It sounds very tempting. <laughs> but in the end, as you know, we need to really get to know the body before we can even touch it. We got to just uh, find out what is happening before we can even diagnose and prescribe an exercise program. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Now, with everyone, a lot, of, a lot of gyms across the world are shut down right now. And right. some are, you know, depending on the area, some are operating and some are not. And I'm finding that a lot of people are, you know, we're in the middle of a pandemic. It's 2020. And a lot of people are kind of afraid to go to the gym right now. Uh, that is correct. Uh, you know, uh, so with that in mind, uh, as facilities owners and, 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 fitness centers, we take that very, very serious as far as sanitizing, cleaning the place, uh, making sure that our members know the policies and guidelines that we have in place to keep their safety in mind, of course. And um, if, if somebody wants to join the facility and is not sure about it, I would say go in there and ask for maybe one day trial. And then you get to experience the facility and you can see all of their protocols in place. And that way they can feel more comfortable with making that decision. So aside from cleaning and, you know, mask wearing, I kind of would love for you to talk about the, the other benefits of exercise that aren't necessarily weight loss. So like we talked about psychological, but this pandemic is also um, inducing a lot of stress on people and um, antisocial, like the, the social component of people having to be working from home and not having as many interactions as they're used to or quite the opposite where they're, you know, working in a very a much faster paced environment than they're used to because, you know, they may be essential workers. Exercise is known to boost the immune system. 
have psychological benefits, mental wellness, and um, stress reduction. So are you doing any kind of promoting about um, those types of things to try to help educate the general population about the benefits of exercise? Have you, have you taken any kind of measures like that? Yes. Yeah, so did, um, you know, so, so yeah, you're absolutely correct. The immune system does benefit greatly from a, what we call fit body, right? And when I say fit body, I don't mean 5% body fat and a bodybuilder type of thing. When I say a fit body, I mean your average weight, uh, prescribed by your doctor who knows, you know, your, your vitals and all of your health concerns and what uh, weight you should be at, uh, uh, depending on your height as well and gender. And then staying within that range. Also keeping in mind that the immune system will always be better when you actually feed uh, what we call the soul, right? Um, meditation, uh, envisioning, goal setting and, and just positive uh, affirmations really really work to to calm your mind to help you distress and to to get that immune system up to where it has to go not to mention that there are some supplements out there you know uh, vitamin b complex uh simple little things like that and again as fitness professionals we have to be very careful with how we approach this with the supplements because uh, in certain states you have to be a registered dietitian in order to give any type of advice to what goes into people's mouth. So we have to be very, very aware and very conscious of that. Uh, we cannot be everything to everyone, right? Um, so with that in mind, you know, I believe that as people start working out and losing weight and feeling good about themselves and then adding this meditating uh, and then, uh, you know, uh, after the, uh, positive uh, affirmations and things like that, all of that combined does boost everything from within, right, including the immune system. But more importantly, I don't know, I, I, I personally believe that your body follows your mind. So, you know, if your mind is really, really stressed out and you got problems left and right and you just don't see my way out, your body will have a reaction. You, you will have some type of physical response to that, whether, whether it be a small headache or a, a, a shoulder tightness or stomach ache sometimes, right? You ever uh, been uh, driving and then you get a police officer behind you and you get those little butterflies in the gut, right? So that's a physiological response. And that comes from us thinking that we're going to get pulled over and get in trouble. So it's the exact same thing that it works, how it works with when you're doing something positive, when you're calming yourself down, when you are projecting what you want to be in one, two, three, four, five years from now, and then just focusing on that and reassuring yourself that you are going to lose the weight, you are going to look good, you are going to feel great, just it does make a difference whether you believe in it or not. Yeah. I mean, electricity doesn't exist, right? But if I tell you, uh, I mean, some people don't believe in uh, what you cannot see, but electricity, you can see it. But if I tell you to stick a fork, you will certainly feel it. <laughs> right, right. Now, what about the social components to working out with other people? Uh, as far as what, honey? What, what? So there's a lot of, like, I find with my, my groups of ladies that they are very excited to see each other and they actually show up with a different kind of an attitude. So okay. when, when they come to like a small group training, 
they 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 kind of complain together and they have more fun. I mean, I'm not saying that exercise is like a cakewalk. Right. Because they're definitely complaining, but there seems to be an element to the socialization while you're exercising that that makes it a little bit easier, a little bit more fun. Almost certainly. You know? Yeah, and I, I've done some outdoor workouts um, where we've kind of gotten together and done the social distancing for the outdoor workouts. And they were so happy to see each other. Sure. You know. Um, so, so, so in respect to that, you know, it's not a bad idea as a fitness professional to run three types of tiers. And we, and we call them tiers because obviously we're running a business. So your tier one is gonna be your one-on-one -on -one high paying clients that you're going to acquire uh, throughout the career. Your tier two will be your semi-private when you can trade two, three or four people at once. I really, obviously it's going to be a little bit more affordable. Um, and then your tier three is gonna be those that are not quite ready and you just have to see them maybe once a week or once every other week sometimes even once a month, which I really, really don't recommend. But if that's where you got to meet them and that's where they are at, do it, right? Do whatever it takes to at least get, uh, how we say uh, that, uh, you know, get one foot in the door and then you get the other one and you close it. Get whatever, do whatever it takes to get one foot in the door and then progress from there and make it happen after. Uh, so anyway, so when you're in your semi-private, it does have that, energy that is a little bit competitive for some right mm -hmm. and it does have that energy where the, the the friendliness and the socializing it's important for people right we're human beings and we have to connect we you know we, and a lot of depression comes from people just giving up on that and isolating themselves which is not something that uh I don't believe that it's something that people do by choice. Sometimes it is a mental illness, but that's for another chat. Right now, so the semi-private, you know, should be high energy, very not high, maybe not very high intensity because, again, you know, you're handling a few people at once. So you want to make sure that you keep an eye on all of them, their form, how they are doing, uh, how, in, how they're feeling, and more importantly. So not very high intensity, but high energy. Bring in that uh extra oomph we call it you know bringing that 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 you're 100 into it and when you do that it's contagious it's really contagious your clients feed off of it they feel good about it i've been told several several times in my career in fact i just got told yesterday by other people that are not working out with me but they tell me and my clients all the time you guys are having way too much fun to me that's that's a good thing right because not only are my clients losing weight and feeling good and looking and feeling fantastic, but they're also enjoying it. And that's very, very crucial in our careers. Well, and I find too with the semi-private sessions or the, the small groups that they get satisfaction out of completing it together. Like they feel more, sure. you know, they feel sure. like they're, they're in this with other people. It's not just them battling through something really hard, you know? Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I I find that they actually kind of make each other more accountable. If that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, for sure. Because I, I've had women show up and say, hey, where were you on Tuesday? 
I haven't right. seen these in a week. <laughs> I don't even have to say anything to them. Right, right, right. No, you're absolutely right. It, it does bring all of those components into the in, into life, and then that's what's really cool about all that. When you're training a group, you get to see the the, the friendship aspect of it the uniting aspect of it, the support, right? Because then when somebody kind of can do it, then the other one kind of slows down and then everybody starts to slow down and things like that. So you get to see all of those components. And then with your extra energy, with your extra positive attitude, I believe that uh, it could be a very, very profitable business for sure. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. So this has been really fun talking to you today, David. Likewise, likewise. I hope that everybody listening uh, puts in their best effort and then never, never, never forget that we're not doing this for the money. The money is secondary. It will come. I guarantee it. Do it because you want to help people and you want to make sure that we leave that positive impact in this world. So now if somebody wanted to come in and check out your, your clubs yeah. or come see you for services. What's the best way to get in contact with you? Where can they find you? Uh, they can find me anywhere in Michigan. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> no, so as you know, I'm, I'm in Michigan. And so our clubs are in South Lyon. South Lyon is a little town, a uh, little north of Ann Arbor. And then uh, you can provide with my information anytime you want, my phone number, my email address. And yeah, they can come and stop by and visit or call or email whenever they want. Anything they need, I'm here to help. Uh, you know, I didn't get here by myself. I had tremendous help and coaches and other trainers like yourself and other colleagues that built me up and helped me get here. So it's time to pay it forward. Yeah, and we're all in this together. You know, I mean, you've we been really a great, are. you've been a great mentor to me throughout the year. Thank years. you, thank you, thank you. You've you've taught me a lot. So. I really appreciate you taking the You're time too to kind. talk to me today. No, I'm not. You, you know, I've always said, I'm not nice, I'm honest. That's right. Okay. And there's two sides to that coin. <laughs> well, it is my absolute pleasure, and I hope that uh, you are doing well, and that your business is thriving, and that everything works out the way it's supposed to. Oh, well, it always does, doesn't it? Is it always it? does, indeed. Yes, <laughs> All right, David. Well, I will let you get back to your afternoon. It's looking like it's going to start raining here any minute. It is. And um, it was wonderful talking to you. So, again, thank you for your time today. And um, I look forward to having you on again sometime. Thank you very much for having me. Be well. Take good care. Bye -bye. All right. Bye, David. One more thing before you go. As a fitness professional, I have a great love of exercise and a passion that there always be a space for people to get together and enjoy the types of exercise that they love. If you're interested in learning tips and strategies to help you build a fitness community of your own, please join us on Facebook. We have a free group called The Lifted Community where we talk about these ideas. Just search The Lifted Community on Facebook. I'm looking forward to seeing you there.